Good morning and thank you for spending a part of your day with us in prayer. It's Wednesday, random Wednesday at the God Minute. And as you maybe know from just the past few weeks, we're spending these Wednesdays reflecting on the corporal works of mercy in the Catholic Church. And Peggy has our reflection today on one of them. We're really glad you're with us. Thank you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips. And my mouth shall declare your grace. Psalm 24 Look up and live. Let us never forget that this world and everything in it belongs to God. But not all of this world's citizens recognize or give allegiance to their Creator. Who are the ones who truly love and serve God? They are the people who discover and live within His purposes for their lives. They are the people who turn away from self-centered concerns to live for those around them. Let us look up and live. God is present in all His glory and majesty. Our loving Lord is here with us and will manifest Himself through His creation. We are His beloved and empowered servants in this beautiful world that He created. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. To comfort the sorrowful. Everybody is going through something, or has gone through something at one time or another. The some things I'm referring to are the most difficult times of life. They're filled with sadness, grief, anger, sometimes even despair. To answer the call to comfort someone in their darkest days can be challenging, to say the least. It's not uncommon to wonder, will I say the wrong thing? Or am I able to do anything that will truly make a difference for someone experiencing such intense sorrow? In Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, we hear, He comforts us in all our afflictions and thus enables us to comfort those who are in trouble with the same consolation we have received from him. I remember being on retreat several years ago with a group of women who all shared a similar something in common. One retreatant after another shared their story of grief over the recent death of a loved one. It was somebody's husband and the next person's brother and a different person's grandparent. Over and over again, the group struggled to answer the question, why? Why did he have to suffer? Why was she taken from us so young? Why was God allowing this or that to happen at all? Well, moved by the Holy Spirit, I stepped up to suggest perhaps why 
was not the best question to be asking. I've come to believe that the answer to the question, why, may not be fully answered in this lifetime. At least I haven't found an answer thus far that brought me any personal relief or any substantial satisfaction. And I have had moments of sorrow. I remain hopeful that a greater degree of understanding will come when I enjoy the benefits of eternity with God in heaven. Until then, the question I try to ask myself is not why, but what now? What have I learned from my experience of sorrow and grief that would help me to reach out to another with greater compassion? Why we can't, while we can't answer all the questions about suffering in the world, and we can't make it all go away, we can reach out to one another and acknowledge their suffering, and more importantly, acknowledge the individual who is suffering. It, it's like we say, I see you, and you are not alone. I was on the phone with my sister-in-law, Joanne, the other day. She recently finished her chemo treatments for breast cancer, and so I called to see how she was feeling. And in the course of our conversation, she paused and apologized to me. She said, honestly, Peggy, if I knew how hard this was, I would have been much nicer to you when you were going through it. I reminded her that she always has been very, very nice to me. She wasn't unkind to me at that time. Her comment reminded me that our experience of sorrow, hurt, or suffering, it can be used to encourage another in a similar situation. I wanted to be sure I kept in touch with her during her treatments precisely because I have known that sorrow firsthand. Having been there can offer a unique perspective as long as the comfort that we try to offer stays focused on the other person's experience and not our own story. If you have experienced miscarriage, divorce, grief, loss, abuse, financial crisis, could it be that God is calling you to encourage others who are going through those very same things today? Maybe it's in sending a card or making a phone call. Maybe it's delivering a meal or offering some helpful advice. It might be holding a hand, or offering someone a hug, sometimes sitting silently alongside someone is the best gift that we can offer when they are struggling, when they are suffering. Comforting the sorrowful is a spiritual work of mercy that calls on us to be the hands, feet, and heart of Christ to others. It allows us to be a physical reminder that God is present and his people are loved even on their most difficult days. And together, as Jesus taught us, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, 
and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Let us pray. Life is joyless without you, O God. Infused in all that is good and beautiful in our world, you bend our hearts to mirror your example. Help us always be lanyap for those you place in our lives. This we ask through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. What a gift it is to be together in prayer, isn't it? All over the globe. <laughs> oh, praise God. And thank you for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank mm-hmm. you.